Jackson, do you think that when Cliff Averill comes in to take my gig that you guys will continue to play uh, uh, James Brown? Is, is, is Puck into that? Or was I that, sure hope so. Because that kind of started as a nice little welcome back to me. Uh, and and I, I like it. I, don't, I hope I hope James continues as a soundtrack of the show. It's up to, all up to Puck, as we know, with his musical prowess. But prowess. I would I would, I would kind of put my foot down on James Brown. Prowess isn't the word I use. Put it down like you like it, right? Uh, yes, I love James Brown. I agree I with the music. So take control of the show. You're the producer. Yeah, exactly. tell him to what to do. I would like to be able to do that at some point. You've got the buttons back there. You've got the control, my friend. It, it, it's an interesting thing versus you know, the TV radio relationships that uh, in, in radio over the years, the big loudmouth dumb talent, we kind of call all the shots and the producers are like, okay. TV is kind of the opposite way, right? Is, is that the producers normally calling the shots. Yes. You know, yes you, telling you us was, where to go, what we're doing, what's up next, what replay, what are we saying, who are we talking to. Yeah, that's producer. And, yeah. and if you're going to push back in, in this business, you just do it. We, we, it's like a big loud family argument. TV, it's more in meetings and hey i don't like do right i mean right like if you're being told we want you to do this and you okay and then you might next time you meet say hey i'm uncomfortable doing that or yes. i don't like i don't think it's working but you'd never in a million years on the air oh. tv's like improvisational Ew. comedy you never say no on tv right right but brad we need you to dunk Absolutely. your head in the gatorade bucket okay Absolutely. we'll do that sounds like what we're supposed to do we'll do it yep radio there's not a lot of filter for that is there i will jump in shut and- up jackson what do you know See, it's like that. That's how it is around See, here. I do actually here. have something to add here. Uh, DJ Fluker, just coming off the practice field momentarily, so we'll get him in a few seconds. DJ Fluker, who is in his first year with the C. This is a guy who you came out of that that powerful Alabama program uh, and has not, I don't think, I, I, he, he was an all-rookie guy in, in 2013, uh, but since then has not achieved, I think, what people would have thought of him. But he's a big, strong guy coming in, and, and I... I've always been biased towards guys that play at the big football powerhouses because for the obvious reasons. Sure. He's five years into the NFL now, so and this will be his third team. He was with San Diego. He was with the Giants last year and got hurt, so it's hard to evaluate what he did. And the Seahawks have picked him up, and we'll uh, we'll see how it's going to work out uh, for him. But he, he's a big part of what they're trying to do there now with the offensive line and try and get some consistency because I think that's been a big problem for them. And part of it's been their own. They, they've botched a couple of things. Part of it's been bad luck. They've had a lot of guys True. get hurt. But it feels like there's always a different guy on the offensive line. And, and I, I just that's a place where I think you need consistency, yeah, I believe, to be yeah, successful. I agree. That's why the, you know, the running game has been a problem last couple of years. Not just the running right. backs, right? I mean, you guys mm-hmm. out of position. you got basketball players trying to be offensive linemen. I think that they went on the cheap a little bit with the line. And I agree. try to think that they can make things work, and maybe they're realizing that they need linemen to play on the line. And I thought they, they bought in a little bit, and, and it, isn't, it isn't any one person or one thing's fault, but I thought they bought into Cable that first year who was good at Jerry Riggin and the you know, yeah hey this guy delivers packages to, well, let's put him out here let's, let's see if he's a good and like everything they touched seemed to work for a little while and I think they kind of bought into that and they they didn't spend as much time as they should have on the O line and I I think it did have and then last year you just saw with the no running game and thank goodness you had a magician back there at quarterback yeah because nine and seven could have that could have gone south real quick it's a great point I keep saying if they'd had a kicker they oh. might have won 11 or 12 games if if Russell had gotten hurt or if Russell had just not had a good year I mean they, they it could have been a four and and 12 just as easily that's a great point as as, as easy it is as it is to build a consensus that they could have been good Yeesh. 
they were close to being yeah. really bad. You're what's right. uh, what's the what's the kid uh, the the running back that the Seahawks just took? He's an Aztec. What's his yeah. uh, what's Shad Penny? Shad Penny. I found out we this had morning. Had him on the show. I thought Brad was just a Seattle guy. I didn't know you're a Southern California. Is that what you'd say if you? I do. I spent the most time in Southern California. Yeah. So I went to high school there, and then all my college years. So moved there when I was fourteen. So I say Southern California. Where did you Diego come? Where did you come bouncing into the world? Texas. No, I actually was born in uh, uh, outside of uh, uh, Detroit in Livonia, Michigan. No kidding. Yeah, Livonia. I didn't that? spend any time there. Went to Boise. And yeah. Then, uh, Florida, St. Louis, Colorado, uh, Tennessee. Wow. Uh, moved around quite a bit. I think that kind of prepared me, you know, for right. the job. You know, kind of a nomad, just kind of right. bouncing around every couple of years. And then all of a sudden I look up here and it's been 18 years. It's yeah. funny, isn't it? Yeah. It is. It's yeah. like, yeah, you know, a couple of years here. I'm finally, what's the next job? You know, we're always looking around and then right. meet somebody, have some kids, get married. Yeah. And here we are. Now, if you're moving, you really are trying to get away. You're like, I got to get out of here. I got I to get a job <laughs> sort of change my name. Or just go on a road trip or something. Yeah. Right? So what about Penny? I I I like this guy. I'm, I'm sure I you're him. thrilled to have an Aztec up here. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. yeah. No, I think he's he's really good. He was really productive. And you kind of wonder in the Mountain West, you know, how does he, how's the, the, the talent going to translate at, at the highest level? Mm-hmm. But but really good postseason stuff. You know, Senior Bowl type stuff. Speed, uh, durability. He's big. I think you can catch. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna fit in really well. I think they'll love him. I love him. If only there was a a San Diego State running back who had had a good NFL career. If nice, only yeah. there was a, a thing you could hang your hat on. And go well. This has happened once before. Marshall. I got to interview him once in college. We crossed paths one year. Yeah. And we did a show called Sidelines, which uh, we did a half hour show, and it took us. No kidding, at least five hours every Thursday night to tape a half-hour show because <laughs> you would mess up every time. And it was a class, so we would rotate jobs. So if you're directing one week, you know, you're producing or sure, you're on yeah, camera. Right. And right. I got to be on camera every week. So, you know, uh, stop down, mess up. No prompters back then, right? right. So you kind of trying to get through, stumble through. And uh, we had Dan McGuire on set after he was drafted by the Seahawks. Wow. We had him on set, and uh, that was cool. He's a really nice guy. And we had Marshall Falk once, and uh, it was uh, he, he didn't have a lot of t- he wasn't as into it as as Dan McGuire was because mm-hmm. we took him to Studio McGuire, and you know I'm in my suit and dress up when we got the lights and everybody kind of attending right. to him, and, and he thought it was kind of a, you know a pretty big deal, right? Sure, yeah. Marshall's like ah, I don't know, it's student stuff, eh, I don't care. Are you ESPN? No, where's the student station? Eh, all right, you know. Eh. But Falk was thought thought of as a guy who was going to have a good career at this point, right? Oh, I mean, he was he was oh. such a he was he was a Heisman candidate. Yeah, he right? was so fun to watch. And yeah. San Diego State, the only school to recruit him as a running back. Mm-hmm. Everybody wanted him as a DB coming out of Louisiana. So that's how he got to San Diego State. And what? he was unbelievable. Wasn't he the guy from New Orleans? They talked about one of the ways he got in shape as a kid was running up and down the levees. Right? You've been to New Orleans. Yeah. The levees are right. huge. And he would run up and down the yep. levee to get him to get himself in into good running shape. Yeah, no, absolutely. And he was, he, you know, that was back in the wild, wild west of the whack. You know, in games right, like right. 62 to 60, you know, the BYU throwing the ball and these guys, McGuire and he, and Darnay Scott was a really good receiver. But what impressed me the most about Marshall, and you didn't see it at college and talking to him, you didn't know much about it. He became obviously a Hall of Famer, but you hear people talk about it and hear him talk now. He was like one of the smartest players uh, in football. He could pick up things and, and blitzes and defenses and stuff. I mean, his IQ was off the charts. Right. Football. Right. So, I mean, that was really cool to kind of see, too. So, nice to see an Aztec do well. Yeah, and had a great career and is oh. now a broadcaster. He's still a broadcaster, isn't he? And you mm-hmm. for the NFL Network? Yep. Yeah, he's had, a, he's had a great run. So, good for him. It all started sidelines back in San Diego when State. He appeared on sidelines. Do you think sidelines. he remembers? 
I, I doubt it. I doubt it. Yeah, I'm going to say he's done enough over the years that <laughs> he he strikes me as the kind of guy that would nod and smile. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Sure. No in the back, you know, because it's no. There's I doubt. Back I, in '90, I think it was. I mean, did anything notable yeah. happen other than? I mean, he didn't. You know, no. Was, I wasn't, yeah. you know, I didn't totally botch it. No. Yeah. So, okay. so there's no reason no. really to, to remember no. it for any, no. any particular thing no. uh, at all. I've always thought uh, it, it, it's interesting to me that over the years that they, um, because that is such a great area. Ugh. And I mean, they, you know, they've, they've got, you know, a, a facility the NFL used for years. Uh, they got a great basketball arena. Uh, the basketball, they've been a little more consistent. Now, now they do. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, the the they've got a new one. They're not using the old uh, the 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 Sandia the arena. The sports arena? No, no, no. no they got a nice, that. really nice on campus. About well, I don't know, maybe way after I would graduate, maybe ten, twelve years ago mm-hmm. on campus, which is fantastic. Yeah. So they've got that. They're good in basketball. They they got better in football. Right. But you're right. How do you not just dominate every year? Right? Yeah, I would How think easy that, it is to recruit there. Right. I would think here's it the would beach, be here's yeah. Campus. Here's some parties. And and look, this well, is coming from a guy who went to Indiana, so don't take it the wrong way. But not necessarily the hardest academics in the world. Not a reputation no, gosh, for no. you know the, the state uh, schools, baby. Ah, sure, get in here and get get yourself educated and be an Aztec for crying out loud. And uh, it's uh, well, I hope I sure hope with Penny that they've got a guy who God, if he could be like Falk, who knows how you know, that, that'd be all right if that. Works I think out. they're going to use him like that though, because Falk was yeah. really good out of the backfield, mm-hmm. really good receiver. Uh, could pick up blitzes, do a lot of things that I think Penny can do, and return. Well, Penny can return too. Yeah, and the great thing for him is he comes in here and look, man, it's your job. They're not giving it to him, but it, look, it's your right. job, kid. You come in, make it yours, and and you're going to be the man. Uh, and that's what they want to have happen. That's how they're going to line it out. That's how, everything is going to be oiled for him to to make that. If he's not the starting running back, it means he's either gotten hurt or something really weird has happened along the way. And that's interesting about football. And you're talking about rookies, guys making uh, immediate impacts like that. You know, baseball it takes years. Basketball, you you kind of get a young guy based on uh, projections, right? What do you think he can do out of the lottery? A lot of young kids. But football, you're right. You come in, they got to play three years in college. They come in, they're ready physically, mentally. Boom. Yeah, and they're and they're in. Right, right. Yeah, it's it's and 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 they're and they're not only in, but as you say, you're ready ready to go because it's it's that that jump, especially when it when it, when a guy has uh, when a guy has played at a big time level. Uh, they're they're a little more ready for it. Uh, DJ Fluker was signed this offseason by the uh, Seahawks to join their offensive line. Uh, he played his college football in Alabama. He played in San Diego for uh, parts of four seasons and then spent some time with the New York Giants. And he joins us right now on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline. DJ, thanks for coming on. How are you this morning? Oh, doing great this morning. Uh, how are you doing? I, I, I'm good. I guess it's afternoon by now. Have you guys uh, have you wrapped up for the day? Are you in between things? Tell us what you're doing today. Uh, we're kind of like uh, like in between. You know, well, in between right now, we just had a little walk through. Mm-hmm. Get ready for practice in, in the next hour, but everything's going going pretty good. Good. DJ, uh, question for you. Went to San Diego State, so spent a lot of time there. <clears throat> excuse me, down there in San Diego. Did you have a favorite taco place in San Diego? <laughs> taco place? Uh, mm, not really. I really, really. Uh, so I was trying to find the soul food spots down there, but they didn't find too many. Yeah, yeah. So, gotcha. well, and what's your, what's your current weight, man? Because you're you're uh, you're like me. You're I mean, you're, you're bigger than me, but you, you're guy. You got to eat, man. You got to have some fuel coming in. What's your current weight? Uh, about three foot. Three, 
343 right now. 343. Wow, big uh, big man. Hey, how would you describe your NFL career to this point? I know last year had to be disappointing to get hurt. You can't do the things you want to do. But as you look back on what's happened in your first five years as a pro, how would you describe it? It's, it's been good. I mean, I, I really can't complain about it. I mean, they, things that have gone good, I always keep my head up uh, no, no, no matter what happens. And I've been going to better places and learning new things. So, yeah, like all that experience taught me a, taught me, taught me, uh, taught me uh, a whole lot. But other than that, I mean, the career is going pretty good so far. DJ, with the emphasis on the running game and Seattle wants to get back to being a running team their identity how how excited are you you know sign here come here uh know that they want to run the ball that's your forte the Giants averaged 25 more yards a game rushing when you were in that lineup what, what does that mean to you as a guy who 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 enjoys that that aspect of the game I mean that's that's what I'm uh used to doing running the ball I mean take Taking it to him and having being here with the Seahawks, I mean, the, the, that's what they emphasize the most is being able to run the ball, take some of the pressure off Russell, and you know make those changes. But I mean, everything is, has been great. The, the players they've been running has been good. I mean, I, I can't complain. I can't, I can't um, like ask for anything else. DJ Fluker is our guest. Uh, Seahawks are uh, in the middle of uh, of mini camp. DJ, how uh, how difficult is it when you're switching teams? There's some new terminology. There's new you know you, you've got to learn a lot of new things. You're in a new city, so there's all of that. But you're a football player, and you're expected to be able to do all the things football players do. How tough is it? You've had to switch teams now twice in the last two years. Is is that is it difficult? Is it more difficult maybe than I think it is, or it is not as difficult as I think it is? I mean, it is a little difficult once. You have a bond with, with certain teammates, and after that you leave, and you know things like that. Before, as learning, picking up a scheme, you know, being an offensive lineman, you have to be smart to, to actually like uh, play this game and understand the concepts and things like that. I mean, the the, the, the good thing about last year is that the old line coach, coach from um, Mike Laurie, who was there at the Giant last year, came here to, to the Seahawks. So it, the terminology isn't too much different, and the plays are just, just about the same. So it, it really didn't too much change. So all that, I mean, me, me, meeting these new guys are young and hungry. You know, they they have a tone they want to set, and and that that's me uh, makes more sense for me. You know, being here and a team that wants that wants to win, that is hungry. So not not too much difference. I mean, I, right. I'm actually excited about being here. We're well, excited about being here. I know the, the running backs are excited to have you here as well. Oh, yeah, and last, definitely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Last year ended up. On on IR, how are you physically right now? Oh, doing good, doing good right now. You know, just getting back back into the motion. You know, just taking my time into it. But other than that, everything's going good. Um, just staying healthy and going hard. That's it. That that sounds good. Now I want to ask you about. I'm always fascinated by where guys come from. You're from Foley, Alabama. You played at Foley High School, and we're looking at the years here. Were you teammates with Julio Jones? No, that's not correct. I'm not from Foley, but I'm, so I'm from New Orleans. I'm not from Foley. Oh, I thought I'm looking at something here. It says you're from Foley. Foley, you're, no, you're in, where'd you play high school football then? I played high school football at McGill. I, I, I went to McDonald 35 in New Orleans, and Katrina here. I ended up going to McGill Tula for high school. Oh, when that happened. So yeah, yeah, they, they got it all twisted. But yeah. I did play with Julio Jones, uh, like well, at Foley for like one year, and then we all went to Bama together. So you you played with Julio for a year at Foley. I mean, you guys, you guys probably didn't lose a game, right, with two big stars like that on the team? 
Well, I, I came I came there um, after that football season. And I came there in basketball season, but we did kick butt in basketball. <laughs> what? Wait, give we it. Did win, and then we won, and then we won a few championships at Bama, so, you know, can't complain there either. No, you, you did okay at Alabama. You you had three championships in Alabama. That's not bad. Did you tell me you played high school basketball, too? I did. With Julio? Yeah, I did. That was my junior, and it was his senior. Yeah, we did. So what? What? Who would you describe? Who would you compare your game to? What star that we know? You're six five. You're three forty three. What kind of basketball player were you? Yeah, you know, I, I, I was trying to be LeBron, but, but it didn't work out too well. Because <laughs> <laughs> Julio had the ball. I'm guessing all the time, right? Yeah, Julio wouldn't give you the ball. You couldn't be LeBron. Julio was probably a ball hog. Oh, no, well, you know, Julio had super athletic gifts, man. You, you can't get them better than that. Not bad. Well, listen, welcome. I'm sure you're, it's, it's noon. I'm assuming you're going to go grab some lunch. Uh, uh, enjoy the rest of the day and the rest of minicamp. We're excited to see you playing for the Seahawks. And, and, and uh, here's hoping this is a, a, a good, long landing place for you. You're in San Diego and then New York. We're, we're hoping you're here for a long time, DJ. Thank you very much. Thank, Thank you. you. My pleasure. D- just a typical Southern gentleman there, huh? Good guy. And yeah. even and even like said, him. well, actually, they got that wrong. It explained to me to my big, slow, dumb rear end. Hey, but no, he did go to Foley High. You got that right. How would it's you not like your fault? How would you like? You're a high school basketball oh. player in Alabama. You're probably not all that, and you, you're playing Foley, and you look over that their center is six five and three hundred forty pounds. And you got Julio Jones, who's the most you know athletic yeah, 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 freak yeah. player ever. I mean, how do you ever? Well, they won the championship. They didn't lose very often. Hang on to something. Ed Wyatt has been a a contributor in my show for years and years. He's uh, living in Melbourne, Australia these days. He was part of the Almost Live crew during the glory days of that TV show in the 90s. Uh, We're going to talk World Cup and legalized gambling with Ed coming up on Sports Radio. Kids. Back to Puckett and the Gas Man on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Entertaining sports talk. Jackson is uh, is scrambling in the ways of international phone calling right now, trying to track Ed down. And it's uh, we're, we're we're and Jackson's somewhat of an international guy, I, I think. I, I would think so. I'm just guessing that. I don't know. He, you know. He lives in Freelard, and he drives down here every day. So I'm. But trying to, fi- yeah, trying to find those international codes can be challenging. Yeah, I remember it, in Mexico, it, I was down there. and I needed a ride home, and I tried to, to call a gal I was seeing, and it didn't work out or get through. Or right. maybe she, it did, and she just didn't want to see me anyway. She didn't pick me up, so maybe. Yeah, there no, I, there, there's a lot of reasons maybe why. Ed, Ed don't want to talk to us. He okay. wants to be a part of what okay. we're doing. But no, unlike yeah, I could see a a, a woman. She had well, moved to Mexico. No, no, I was just in Mexico with my friend. I needed a ride home once I mm. came back to stateside. And and you're calling from the airport. Yeah. No, or, from or Mexico. oh, for you just drove. Yeah, yeah right. You're yeah. San Diego, of course. Yeah. Hey, what, what time? What, what time of day is this? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Afternoon. Yeah. Needed something and. Well, you know what? It, may, it might not have been the the phone system. It might have been her. I bet it was. Yeah. I'd bet a million dollars it was. I don't. I, I don't. I don't see any any so, way. So I see Jackson being able to work the phones, but I couldn't. Uh, I think he can. He'd be able to. Okay. And uh, Ed has uh, is uh, he's done a lot of stuff. Over. He's a freelance uh, a journalist, but he's done a lot of content uh, both online and on a website for uh, a, a company in Australia that that handles legalized betting. And I was telling you, and, and it's interesting because this is coming in the U.S. pretty Absolutely. clearly, pretty clearly. It's already it's in a, a couple of states, right? It's already Seriously? in a couple of states, and before long, I don't know if it's next year or five years, you're going to be able to make a bet on the Mariners-Angels game if you want to. 
Uh, and I told you I was down there 20 years ago, and it was already, you know, there was. I, I remember going to an Aussie Rules football game. You could bet on the, you get to the stadium, you could bet on the game right there. Imagine walking into a Seahawks game and I'm going to get my beer and my hot hey, hold dog. Hold on, and, yeah, and then I'm going to get a, a bet here on how, how many uh, interceptions they're going to throw. Exactly, so. parlay it on a couple of games. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's coming. Yeah, I I don't know when it'll come here, mm-hmm. but you're right. I think West Virginia's there. Um, Jersey, De- uh, Delaware, Delaware. Is, uh, Other states are up and running. And right. Jersey's getting ready, and and then of course Nevada, obviously. Right. And it's interesting to me that Nevada, and I, I think it's a smart way for them to have staked this out. That they, you know, they didn't want to fight this, or maybe they did early, but right now their their whole thing is, look, man, more the better. And people are still going to want to come to Las Vegas sure. because it, there's something special there. And I completely agree with that. There's there's no way that you're going to look at something and go, well, it's more fun to bet on an app. Right. Then to get on a plane, go to Vegas and 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 get experience get, the shows. You know, get the shows yep. and then lose your 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 tons of money on the Seahawks there uh and and have, you know, instant casino cocktails available to numb the pain uh as it were. So if uh, if we can figure things out, we'll track down uh, Jackson just shaking his head. No one he can't What's what's going on? In Every there? type of number that I type in, I keep getting the line from the recording voice. Your call cannot be completed as dialed. I've tried the international exit code from the United States. I've tried the code to call Australia mm-hmm. before you call the number. I've called the full number. I've called from two different lines on our, our on our end for all of that, mm-hmm. and I'm still now hey, googling how to call an Australia. Is that recorded message? Is it a, in an Australian accent? It's not. Actually. So you're not even getting so there. You're, somebody's stopping yeah. you at the border. Exactly. You're, you're, you're having trouble getting out of here completely. There's nothing. There's nothing more frantic sounding than a frantic Jackson Phelps. Yeah, it, it, it's trying just, to get a guess. I'm gonna on. keep trying. I'm yeah. googling. Yeah, now see see what you see what hey, you can do. This. Ne- next time he calls me for the show, I'm gonna make him kind of wait a little bit, not answer. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a good <laughs> idea. Yeah, and I'll be and, texting you guys saying, "How yeah. mad is he? How, how yeah. flustered is he? Yeah, right how now? is he doing right now? Yeah. How's he holding up under the one pain? to ten? Is it an eight? Is it yeah. a nine? Yeah. Okay, maybe, I'll pick up on a nine and a half. Maybe, you know, if, if Ed calls our line, maybe we'll, this I think would be a classy move to make Ed pay for the call. You know, as oh, always, you if you're in Australia, it's 206-286-9595. Give us a call. Mention your name. Mention if you're Ed, you're moved to the front of the line. You will not have to wait long to get on the air to talk to us and to pay for the privilege of talking to us on the radio. Dude, I, That's that'd, perfect. That would be one of my classier moves ever, if we can get him to call there. And but he's a friend, so it'll be okay. Yeah, he won't care. what He's, he's yeah. coming up here. I'm going to see him in another two weeks. He's coming up. Uh, he's going to go to a, He's taking his son. Now, this is what Ed's doing. This is how cool a guy Ed is. He's got a son, Sam. Sam's 10, maybe. I don't, I don't know. He's a kid still. Has never been to a baseball game. And Ed says, your first game is going to be a Mariners game. That's cool. And his kid's, kid's more of an Australian sports fan for obvious reasons. Sure. He grew up over there, but he, he knows American sports and is back here about once a year seeing his grandparents and everything. And Ed's like, yeah, you're going to a Mariner game. That's that's the first baseball game you're going to see. What well, what are the chances the kid knows who Ryan Roland Smith is? Um, I bet he does. Think so? I, I bet he, yeah, I bet he does. Yeah, if, if, for, name? If for no other reason than his dad's a hopeless sports geek and has told him okay. all about it and everything. And he's yeah. lived here, so he's a Mariner guy. He's right? yeah, Mariner right. Fan. Who Ed? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He's okay. he's, he's uh, yeah. It was uh, and he was uh, he was a, a Portland guy for a while and then worked for Almost Live. You, you weren't here for I was Almost not Live and heard about it. Boy, in its heyday, it was uh, it was amazing. It was such a good show that they delayed Saturday Night Live for a half hour every week. Saturday Night Live came on at midnight here. For it was already life. delayed anyway because it was Saturday night taped out here. It's a West Coast show. But Almost Live was so good that it ran after the 1130 news and uh, until until midnight. And then at midnight, uh, Saturday Night Live would come on. And that, well, and that's that was respect. That's good. Yeah, it was it was a it was it was a fun show, and it was uh, just it, it tied in with the culture and the and and 
you know, the, the, the joke used to be if you move to town, like you're a broadcaster and you move to town, say, watch Almost Live. You'll get all the inside jokes right away. You'll figure out, you know, what's what and who's where and all that kind of stuff. Can't even, uh, there were a lot of talented people on it. John Keister, who was terrific and still in the area. Bob Nelson, who, what, what the hell's a movie that Bob wrote? He wrote a movie that won, uh, uh, oh, God, is it Nebraska? Is there a movie in Nebraska oh, a couple damn. years ago? Yeah, Bob wrote that. He's a terrific writer. Wow. Really good. It's a lot of talented people. Nancy Guppy, who's still around doing a show on, on uh, a local arts show. What's our update on the international calling uh, <laughs> thing, Jackson? How are things going? The Distress. update is that we are not, this comes directly from uh, Assistant Program Director Kevin Shockey, mm-hmm. we are not able to call Australia, so we will need him to call us. Is it a, is a, is it a money we are, issue we can't we call are Australia? Not able we're, to call Australia. We're, we're unable to call Australia? We are unable to call Australia. Is this something that maybe... I think that's code... For not allowed to. This guess. is something. I mean, we were just talking about this out there. This is something. Ever since Shockey took over, there's a lot of rules at this place. I got to say that we're. I've talked to Ed <laughs> on this station for years. We could call Australia. Maybe it's the new phones that we got a couple of years ago. But we are. I've heard we are not able to call Australia. Can we call Iceland? I could call a random number in Iceland and see if it works. Call a random number in Iceland. Okay. Tell them our situation. Ask them to call Ed. Tell <laughs> them to hold the phones up. in Iceland. Yeah, this is. I built the guy the whole show around this. This is a complete disaster. This is not going to look good on your permanent record, Jackson. Mine on, on my exit interview, which is happening in a few weeks when they bring Cliff Averill in to, to replace me. And You'll they, bring this up. I'm going to bring this up. I'm going to say I thought things were going great until the day we had Brad Adam in, and Brad couldn't have been better. And then the whole Australia thing reared its ugly head, and we're not allowed to go. We're not allowed to call Australia or we're not able to? Not able to call Australia. It's what if the, something big happens in Australia and we need to talk to somebody? Well, I'm not, see, that's why I tried to get Curtis over here to go ask Dick Fane, because Dick Fane always goes on Australia Dick, stations. Dick Fane's Mr. Australia. Right? He, I bet Dick Fane can call what Australia. Does he talk, you know what? what does he talk about in Australia? That they would need Dick Fane. For some reason, he went down there years ago and he ended up on a show and he's considered like an American sports guru in Australia. Am, am I, yeah, that's no, about right, correct. right? Yes. Really? They, there's so all sta- things American sports. That's Dick, him. Yeah. Dick yeah. answers and He is your guy. That's Dick awesome. Fane is your guy if you're, if, if these, there's two guys down there, right? I met him once. I think they were on the Husky party boat once. I think. I think I Dick think brought him on the party right. boat. I, I, what I I'm wondering is, if, worry, if we call him, do we then pay for the call to Australia for international rates? Well, sure. Uh, see, I was going to offer paying, calling him on my cell phone and then putting the call onto the air by, by merging the call, and then by my cell phone, and then we end up getting him on the air, but then I have to pay international rates. You know, True. I'm, I'm, here's is that going to work, though? Here's what I'm thinking. I'm, I'm thinking, and I'm trying to make sure you get the math right. I'll be about right. 49 years ago this summer, I watched us walk on the moon. <laughs> I watched these brilliant engineers and scientists, men, women, black, white, all these people working together. We, we stuck this tiny space capsule on top of a rocket the size of a skyscraper, blew it up, it flew to the moon, it, it, we, then, then they got from that tiny thing into an even tinier thing. We, <laughs> We they unlocked and said, "Okay, good luck." They took this tiny thing down, landed right where they were supposed to land, walked on the moon, videotaped the whole thing, had a tang, got back on the ship. It exploded. They went up, reunited with the mothership, turned around, jettisoned the lunar module, flew the thing home, and I watched the whole thing happen. And all I want to do is call Australia. We are not able to call Australia. For all I want to I watched you fly to the moon and back. They brought rocks. It was unbelievable. It's like the coolest thing I ever saw. And then we did it again and again and again. It was like it, got, it became boring. We were so good at it. And I and what what can I not do again? We cannot call Australia. Australia. Can we call Mexico? 
Uh, yes, I can. Yeah, because I know we've done them. Before. Brad just wants to find the gal who left him at the border years ago. He yeah. called for a ride, and she was nowhere to be found because the phones <laughs> didn't work. <laughs> or maybe it was me. I, I, yeah, I don't know. How often did you go over to Tijuana? Was that was that a fun thing to do uh, as a know, college kid, or was it dangerous? It was a little dangerous. You know, a little dicey. first two three times. You know, it was kind of fun and uh, certainly a whole new world mm-hmm. down there. But but then it was like you know it, it's. It's it's third world poverty down there, and it was it was something where you know after a couple of times it kind of wore out its welcome, and it, it could be dangerous too because they're they're targeting you know Americans coming down there. Sure, obviously. I mean there's yeah. no rules and you could get locked up. We had some guys locked up, spend the night in yeah. jail and stuff. And it's like I just uh, don't need to do that. I just remember, and it's sad that this is how it's become, but I, I remember, and this is years ago. Maybe it's different now, but um, Juarez is the town by El Paso, and I remember. It used to be this joke among when when the Huskies would go to the Sun Bowl. They went a couple of times over the years, and and the first one of the first times they went, they, they you know, everybody thought, oh, you went to Juarez, you got to go to Juarez. It's part of the fun, it's part of the thing. And then in two thousand one, when they went, it was like, yeah, just don't go. Prob- right? And some guys yep. did anyway, but for the most part, it was kind of thought of as, nah, don't don't go to Juarez. It's, it's just, just it's, more. It's a little risky, hassle and risky. Yeah, than than whatever enjoyment you would get out of it, it yeah. it's, it's not worth it yes. right right so it's i i, I don't know it's uh it, it'd be interesting to see in say in eight years with this world cup bid and and you know right now there's been some tension between you know whether they're going to build a wall or they're not and mexico's mad and, and and they feel they've been insulted and there's a lot of other stuff uh it'll be interesting to see if some of that is subsided well as it turns out here's the thing so here's the difference between us and ed wyatt we're not allowed to call australia but he can Ed, out? Ed is allowed to call us, which he has done, and so now he is going to pay for the privilege of being on this radio show. Ladies and gentlemen, veteran World Cup and South Seas gambling correspondent, Ed Wyatt. Ed, I, I think this has been one of my greatest radio interviews ever. I've got to tell you that. Welcome. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I don't know if this is some kind of new uh, Trump-esque thing where uh, Australia is now on the outs, but no, it's great to be on with you guys. It doesn't sound like it's an America thing. It sounds like it's more of an us thing. We, we've you know, Kevin Shockey has risen to a position of power at the station, and he has. it has been a terrible reign of rules and, and, <laughs> and severe penalties. And one of the rules, which I didn't know, is we're not allowed to call Australia anymore which i'm you know I, I, it reminds me of the time i called i had don borst on the show from an airplane once just to see if it would work and the bill was like 375 dollars <laughs> and our pd just about had a stroke he's like are you never doing this again so so i really appreciate you picking up the freight on this one that's nice of you i'm absolutely happy to do that even with the american dollar being so much stronger than the australian dollar but hey for friends i'm happy to do this Good man. Uh, uh, tell, uh, and I think uh, our listeners, I've kind of talked about what you've done down there. You're a freelance journalist. You've done a lot of things. But one of the things you've done the last few years is you have gotten into the gambling business as a content producer for a, for a, a site that promotes, and there's many of them, I'm sure, but a, a company that promotes legalized gambling. This is coming to America eventually. You're an American. You've lived in Australia for, for 20 years now, over 20 years. Um Give us kind of an overview of what you think of it down there and, and what you think will happen up here. Yeah, well, it's uh, as you know, Mike, you've been down here, and the uh, it's really uh, you know, wagering, gambling has been a really part of the fabric of Australian culture. It's been around for a long, long time. So unlike the United States, it's sort of accepted a uh, much uh, broader uh, way. Um, it's, it's basically uh, everywhere. You can gamble on anything. We had some friends over here for the royal wedding, and a friend put a wager on the color of the queen's hat. 
<laughs> so uh, that's not sport per se, but those are the things that get people interested, I think. And so those are the sort of things you're going to see. But essentially it's wagering on anything. Anything is uh, fair game. And, and the way it's done down here, Mike, and it'll be inter- interesting to see how it's done up there uh, when it eventually makes its way through various states, is it's pretty much a mobile, or as you would say, mobile on your cell phone uh, situation. So you've got applications, you're watching a game, you're clicking the bets on as you watch. So it's very, very easy to do. Um, again, it's going to be state-based in the U.S., so we're not sure how that's going to transpire, but our company has people over there in L.A., have been over there for a while, and they're looking at ways that our company, which is based in the U.K., can get involved uh, in gambling in the U.S. So, look, it, it, it's here it's seen as a fun thing, although obviously you have to be careful that, you know, lives can be disrupted by it. It also is not viewed by everyone as something that's appropriate, and you try and keep kids out of it. We never use anyone under 18 in any of our uh, uh, either advertisements or the things we do online. So we, we you try to take a responsible uh, angle that way and also to warn people about gambling responsibly. But I'll be honest with you, <laughs> and you've seen it, Mike, it is everywhere. Yeah, it, it, it's and you're, the company you're with is at Sportsbet, right, on Twitter. Is that Sportsbet? Sportsbet. Yep, yeah, that's right. And and you know, one of the first things I read, your, your blog post that you sent, and it was interesting because the first thing I thought when this happened up here is, it's going to be great. I'll be able to go down to the store and put a bet on the Seahawks. And as, as you put, look, the, the idea of storefront places is, is probably not going to happen in America because of what you just said. It's so easy to do via phone that that's what's going to become the thing is you'll be allowed to do bets that way. That's yep. more likely how it's going to look up here, right? I would think so. I mean, here it's, you know, you're out with some friends, you're at the whore, at the races, which, you know, horse racing is very big over here. You know, you put on a bet with, with, with your phone. You don't have to go get in line or anything like that. So it makes it much easier to do. Again, people think that's dangerous, obviously, but it is that sort of mobile uh, technology uh, world that we're living in. So, and then the flip side of it, too, Mike, is you've got all sorts of interesting things, like we'll do things where uh, if something goes wrong in a horse race or if there's something that's seen as unfair in a game will refund people's money or will give them their money back in a bonus bet, which means they can put another bet on. So the sort of idea of, of, of doing something for the customer, giving them a, you know, an other chance, that sort of thing, is, it's become sort of a battle of who can have the most fun gambling. So that's kind of the thing that uh, I think you might see that a little bit more in the States as well, too. So have a little bit more fun with it. Don't take it so seriously. Right. And I'm curious, with it being on the phone with the apps and not necessarily having to be a storefront, does that mean that states that approve it, like, say, uh, Washington approves the gambling, how soon will that be up and how soon can people start gambling? Will will that expedite it because it's just going to be an app maybe? That's a great question. I think it could even be a little trickier, though. If, you, if let's say, Utah, which will probably never legalize it, um, if you're living in Utah, are you going to be able to use an app from Salt Lake City to access something? And so there's a whole lot of the geolocation, like figuring out who can use the app and who can access it. So we have it over here. There's only uh, there are many fewer states over here, but, but South Australia and New South Wales have restrictions. So some of the things we can't do... Uh, uh, in those states, so if you have a uh, more, the more likely thing is you will have to uh, enter a login 
to use it from a state where it might be banned. So there are all kinds of, all those kind of questions are still being answered at the moment. So I think that's going to be the, the, the tricky part of it, figuring out how the states work. This is a much smaller place over here with uh, fewer restrictions. I've got a bet for you. I just made it, actually. I, I made a bet that I'm never going to live in Utah, so I think I've got, yeah, and I think I'll win that bet, and that'll <laughs> work out. Hey, o- overall, Ed, and I mean, you're, you're, you're within the business, so I kind of assume I know which way you're going to go, but o- overall, more good than bad. And you mentioned it's a different culture in Australia. It doesn't have the taboo in Australia that, that it has had in America. Overall, do you think this will be a, a positive for American culture in the long run, or, or, or is there some negative that will come? I think it will be positive in the long run. I mean, the thing that we always talk about, a couple things, the amount of money that's actually bet overseas illegally is extraordinary. So to get some of that back into the economy is good. And the other thing is that you can actually control it more. When, when, when people sign up with us or other betting agencies, they pretty much give you, you're giving away a lot of your details. So people are able to track your bet. So we've actually uncovered a couple of situations where you look at it, you know, something's not right here, and then you realize that there might be a little bit of a, a, a scandal or something something going on. So you can actually keep it on it that way. The one negative, and I'll say this, and this is very contradictory because I'm in the marketing business in many ways, the advertising can be really full on. You really have to keep an eye on how much you do. And I think over here, there's a perception and probably reality is there's too much. You know, and, and where does it come? And in the middle of games, there's a lot of heat about kids being, you know, uh, uh, open to, to odds all the time. So right. you, you're opening a game with, you're opening a game with the Seahawks or three three one favorites tonight you have to be careful with that and i would hope that the u.s would put some more restrictions in uh, around that sort of thing well sorry this is a little shorter than i'd hope but i'm looking forward to seeing your smiling face in a few weeks and uh, and then tell <laughs> tell your lovely better half the ignorant yanks said hello and we'll, we'll see you soon man Hey, it's great to be coming back when the Mariners are winning. I can tell you that, Mike. The number of times I've been back when they're not winning, and now I'm absolutely over the moon. Yeah, we've actually, we're going to be able to get you tickets, but they're in a bar across the street because they're so hot right now, there are no tickets. So uh, see you soon, Ed. All right, I'll take it. I'll take it. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Thanks for calling. Ed Wyatt, who is allowed to call America uh, in his home. and uh, Yeah, that was all right. So maybe... Outgoing calls, but not any income. Yeah, none, in none of that. So uh, it works. I thought it'd be interesting to hear from somebody who's lived. And again, as he points out, in Australia, it's just it's it's just kind of an accepted part of culture. Doesn't mean there aren't people in Australia who end up with gambling problems. And and I follow Ed on Twitter and, and follow the and they put a lot of info out about hey, if you have a problem, here's the number. So they're trying to do their their diligence there. But it's uh it's uh, it'll be an interesting thing to see how it ends up working up here. Ian Furness will join us next, and uh, and we'll uh, see what's coming up on the big. Now back to Puckett and the Gas Man on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Entertaining sports talk. Where where the heck is uh, Keep on Rocking in the Free World? What's going on? Jackson, the whole back half of the show has been just one long kind of slide to to oblivion. Uh, You've missed a lot of. I can't. You know what I'm looking forward to? Is leaving here and being lectured on how poor I was with the clock in the noon hour because I was because DJ Fluker was late uh, and and then and then it turns out we can't talk to Australia we can't hear Brad by the way either so no. nothing's going on Nothing. right this now is, I got it it's all falling apart hey, just blame so me you had blame a, the new you, guy you had a, a frazzled Jackson Phelps across the window he did a great job he he, he got the plane onto the ground and was he landed there, it's a good landing but was, I've seen it. 
There's a lot of hand gestures. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shaking yeah. of the head. Yeah, uh-huh. Oh, what's going on? Yeah, that's yeah, right. A lot, a lot of, of what's going on. Yeah. yeah. I've seen that before. <laughs> I know what that looks like. Yeah. Now now he does that every before every Sounders match when he's hosting the pre and post. What? He's got that they tonight. Uh, Poor Feltz. I mean, he had me gotta today. Got to carry Roger Levesque. Huh? And, and they, they got the Red Bull and vodkas tonight coming up. That's and right. It's, it's, that's right. It's a big day. Uh, Brad, it has been great having you in. I hope you've had fun. I hope you do this more. I love it. It was great. Whenever Puckett's out or we need to get him out, I'm in. Yeah, well, that'll be... I can't believe Bradford let you do it. That's the thing I can't believe. We've, we've kind of lifted the ban. I oh, think, have? Oh. I, I, think, I, oh. I think we're okay. Actually, I'll just I'll leave it at that. Bradford, I, I'll Bradford, leave it at that. Bradford trusts <laughs> me. And I, and I, I've, I, I think that's part of it. That's the big gas man. Hey, Bradford trusts me. I work for the guy. That's yeah. true. Yeah. I if, if you asked me to come years. on your show, I bet it would be fine. Let me but ask you've me. never asked me, Mr. Furness. I... No, I did when I first started, uh, but there was the ban. There the was ban no. was still in place. Now, yeah, new world. We're all good. It's a it's a new world order. I like I, I, it. That's right. That's yeah. right. And and it, it worked. It worked out just fine. Everybody's did happy. You have, did I hear that? this? Is John Brad for people to know? He's the executive producer, right? He's a king. King of, king of, of root sports. Of root sports. You had a nickname for him earlier. Oh no! What a nickname? It was just Hello Kitty. It, it's an old reference to a stupid thing. I've got, and, a, nick- I've got a nickname. For you got him. a nickname for Bradford? But I'm not going to use it on the air right now. Well, I'd like, I'd like Brad to come back. But I, 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 it's always in the back pocket if I have a problem with him. Oh, and he knows have it. You used it? He knows it on him. Okay. Is we it obscene? It. No, it just it's for a guy that considers himself kind of a big deal. Uh, he uh, <laughs> he doesn't like. It. We used to spend some time together. We had a, his. We had mutual friends, and we we used to go to the East Lake Tavern, mm-hmm. and uh, or that tavern on East Lake somewhere. And on Sunday nights, he used, to, he used to live up there with my buddy Conan, and we'd go shoot some pool. And yeah, we gave him a nickname one night. Okay, yeah. it stuck with him. But he, if I use that with him, he gets a little sideways. Wow! But it, it, it when could... he used to text me like during hockey games, yeah. like with his advice on how to call a hockey game. Yes, he does it to everybody. Yeah, I'm so glad you're doing a high school yes. basketball game. Yeah. And you get the same thing. Yes, from from yeah, stop doing John, this. Yeah. Yes. All right, what's coming up on the Mayor of Maple Valley show today? Because we're we're already behind. We've been behind. We've been running like crazy to catch up. Well, gas for years, I led into your show. Mm, right. And I was never on time. That's it's true. So yeah. you probably are. And I'd get all ticked off like an idiot, and, 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 I, and I, you know, I try not to do that anymore. Yeah, that's fine. What do I care? I'm New leaving. Gas. I'm going to go into Rich's office in a minute. I'm pissed off. Anymore. Please do. Uh, I think we're going to talk a little college baseball. Uh, yeah. Donnie Marbitt's going to join us, former Wazoo coach, now with the Pac-12 Network. He'll uh, give us a little feel for what's going on with the uh, the Huskies in Mississippi State. and how. To, I think the biggest thing is, how'd they get here? Like, right. It's yeah. pretty amazing, the climb of that program. So we'll talk a little bit about that. And Albert Breer, NFL Network's going to join nice. us, talking Seahawks. And uh, Matt Pence, who, for my money, is the best there is covering soccer. Terrific. There's a little bit of soccer news today. Yeah, yeah, there is a wee bit of soccer news. <laughs> Plus, he's in Hoboken. Yes, so we're going to talk so to we him can, as well. We can call Hoboken. It, I, I'm here to tell you, man, I took a train through that area once. The soccer stadium where the Red Bulls and vodka play is worth more than the rest of the city combined. I, well, I know that well. I got I got lost in Hoboken last year coming back from the city, so I know that. Lost in Hoboken. That was a great album. <laughs> Ian Furness is coming up next. Brad, thank you very much. You're Jackson, very thank Thanks, you. Puck will be back tomorrow with schnitzel for everybody. No shirt, no shoes, no dice. Anybody like to smoke some punk? I was born to love you. I was born to lick your face. I was born to love you. But you were born to rub me first. What do you need my address for? We'd like to send out a mailer. Mother of mercy, I don't speak Japanese! <laughs>